0: Uh, welcome to Nerd's Geeks in the Kitchen Sink. It's the podcast that's like hanging out at the video store, but today it's like hanging out at a bookstore. <laughs> bookstore. Uh bookstore, we, have yes, our, we have our old pal AG Mock with us. A. Howdy, G. howdy. Thanks you. Thanks you so much for being <laughs> here. Thanks uh, to you also. <laughs> we're so happy to have you. Um thank you for squeezing us in. I know you're very, very busy with this book. Yeah. Um, oh, so busy. And we'll we'll jump right in if you want to get yep. going with that. Uh, horror sure. author. Uh, what do you got going on? Well, first of all, I have to say, what a look at this! How what a boring background.
1: <laughs> look, all right. Look at Chris; he's got all this sexy stuff. I see a baby, and Yoda know, that little Grogu, and yeah. some other cool stuff. Now let's go to DK. Yep. Where yes. is he? Yep. Look, Every Apex. They are. Yeah. Look! Look at all that, and then look at me blinds, but you're a busy man. <laughs> you're the professional no, 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 no.
0: author here I mean, <laughs> oh no, my God you can't have these distractions while coming up with that's true. Uh,
1: yeah that's no. true <laughs> That's true anyway I apologize. I'm on my iPhone, not the laptop like normal. you're but, fine. um no Wow, worries. so much going on. this is such a busy time, right? So we have um uh for just a quick rewind in case any new. Listeners, watchers are tuning in and haven't heard of me before. So I'm A.G. Mock, and I write horror, um, supernatural thrillers, I think I prefer. And mine are very gothic. So um, the series that I'm working on now is actually called, it's two things, actually. It's called officially the New Apocrypha Mm -hmm. Trilogy, and um, it's comprised of The Little Woods, the first book. Disciple, the second and the third Shadow Watchers, which comes out October 31st. Yes, um, I have tweaked things throughout the journey this past two years. And while it's still the new Apocrypha trilogy, it's part of the Gothic horror series. Oh, and, awesome. Yeah, so when, when I'm writing other um, books, even short stories, or maybe even little chapbooks, um, they don't have to be related to the New Apocrypha, but they may fall very well into the the Gothic horror series. So for me, that means, um, gosh, how do you how do you explain like Gothic horror? To me, that would be you know uh, like demonic, like really dark and
0: atmospheric. Insure. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you say yeah. Gothic horror, I think of like christopher lee and like peter cushing and uh yes castles right? and yeah castles and yeah and dark stuff and
1: demons and and ghouls and all that um as opposed to say last year or which would be like friday the 13th and mm-hmm. you know right. maybe ha- we, Halloween we just celebrated yes <laughs>
0: yeah right exactly yeah. did you
1: do anything and... fun on
0: friday the 13th
1: well that was um we can't give any spoilers away, but I will say that was if you saw my Facebook feed, that was officially Simon Peter's birthday. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. So the for those fans who will know. Dis- yeah. yes, for yeah. those who read Disciple Book Two, there's a very, very critical character called Simon Peter, who's a young boy and he was born um Friday the thirteenth, October thirteenth, no less, nineteen ninety-five. Which I was asked, well, was that really a Friday the 13th? Was it really a Friday the 13th in October that year? And it was. Yep. <laughs> I did the research. AG it Mock
0: does the work.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, i got to put putting the hours.
1: <laughs> so my buddy Simon Peter, that was his birthday, so I celebrated that. And um you either love or hate that little kid, I'll tell you. He uh, gets uh, he gets mixed reviews. So <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, really that and just putting the finishing touches on Shadow Watchers for it to be out October 31st. um, I always work pretty close to the deadlines. Sure. Um, You know, I'm at this stage in my career. I'm not one to drag out, you know, a series for multiple, multiple years or, you know, one book per year. So for me, Shadow Watchers really wanted to come out by October 31st, and that put—I'll be honest—it put a lot of pressure on me. Sure. Uh, with everything else that's going on, and I've been in the middle of a book tour around the country, actually, um, and that continues this coming week, which we can talk about in a, in a minute. But nonetheless, it will be out, and I'm exhausted.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I find that well, when I have a project I, like this, having I, having a firm date like that is the only way it will ever get done yeah you right. don't have a date like this it's not happening right and my
1: house has never been so clean they say if you want to get your house clean give a or a deadline <laughs> <laughs> suddenly you're like okay so how do i motivate myself and you have to sort of start doing these sort of more menial tasks that take a different part of your brain where you can almost do them off of you know muscle memory yeah um So it's been a lot of that kind of stuff over the past few months to just free up my thinking brain, so that whenever I sit down, I'm able to sit down and really get the most out of those hours in front of the computer. And I'm happy to say it's worked, but it's been exhausting. I've done like upwards of anywhere from, on average, maybe five or six, but upwards to almost 20 pages in certain days, which is... Yeah, which is, a lot.
0: That is you, a lot. Could you give George R.R. Martin some notes on how to do that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it seems right. like he might you need beat some me help. to be me too. And I literally <laughs> was thinking. You're going to say that? Yeah. So, yeah. And then next year, I will make an official announcement, which I always break these with you guys. You know yes. That. I love yes. you guys. We love it. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, drum roll next year, I'm going to absolutely commit to two books a year, and it could be actually three. Awesome. Oh, but. Shit. It, yeah but it will be an absolute commitment of 2 per year um so i'm really in that um stride right now so shadow watchers is not only important because it finishes this particular trilogy but it also got me into that that frame where i'm now working my days the way that i know they need to be worked i want to ask you
0: i want to ask you about that so with this being the third in the trilogy without obviously spoilers or anything right Will this be the real conclusion to this? Or will is it gonna be wide open for more? Do you plan for more? Can you say Oh no,
1: it'll be no, it'll be a conclusion. Um
0: okay. no, I would hate to
1: I'm very okay with now little let me just pause there. The Little Woods, the first book, could be read as a standalone. Yes. Right. If you read it, you enjoy it, but you're not like that into it, let's say hypothetically, and let's hope that doesn't happen. But <laughs> if, if that were the case, you could read it as a standalone book and not move on. Um, I'm happy to say, however, and it does have a cliffhanger, but it's also one of those cliffhangers that are, I don't know, maybe I need to think of a better word than cliffhanger, because it sort of is a cliffhanger, but it's also one of those ones that as a standalone novel, it's more of like a thought, catalyst maybe that's a better way to put it's, it, maybe, it sense?
0: maybe you'd say it's an ambivalent ending that could kind of go a couple right. ways but, yeah. but it's yeah. still a good ending
1: yes and thank you and it and it makes people think one of the i'm really proud of the fact that one of the comments i get that are recurring about the little woods is exactly that people say like holy shit like i put down the book and i haven't stopped thinking about it for the past week that is a huge compliment, yep. right, for a writer, because you, last thing you wanted for them to go, huh, okay, let's make dinner, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, gosh, because after all that work, right, all that blood, sweat, and tears, yeah, and true. passion, and, and fear, and everything, to have that kind of response would be just mortifying for me. If you want to know what scares me, that would be my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> right? A group of people... Right. Group of readers just looking at the book, putting it down on the last page, and going, "Okay, that was okay. That would be a nightmare." Um, the fact that people are staying on like a recurring um, statement along the lines of "It really made me think," or "I can't stop thinking about it," or "It gave me nightmares," and I, every you know every few months I go back and reread it, and I find more things, more Easter eggs. That really tickles me. Sure. But it can be read as a standalone. Disciple cannot. <clears throat> Book two has to really be read mm-hmm. after book one, mm-hmm. um, and the thing is, though, you could finish on book two, <laughs> right? Just like you could finish on book one. There is again one of those, you know, thought catalyst. One of those, you know, ambivalent endings where it ends definitively but there's a real big occurrence that takes place. And I like to do these, by the way, if you've noticed almost like, almost to the last page. Right, mm-hmm. right? Like, right? like Maya is beca- becoming that, I don't give you the big climax, you know, 30 pages from the end and then go through right. explaining the next the 29 pages, why that happened. And I would rather build it up naturally and organically throughout the story and then like really just smack you with that ending and then finish it there or within a couple of pages tops. Um, and Disciple, Littlewoods does that, uh, like literally last page Disciple does that last page. This one is going to do it right up to the last two pages. Um, but it will be a definitive ending. There won't be a cliffhanger. It won't be like, well, what the hell did I just read? I don't want people to feel that they wasted the time when, when you add little woods at 411 pages, um, disciple at three Oh five, I think, and shadow watchers at three you're talking over a thousand pages for this yeah, trilogy. Absolutely. Right? I don't, and I want people to enjoy it and it's never a waste ever to read anything. Right. I mm-hmm. think people should do a whole lot more reading. Sure. Um, and if you love what you're reading and you're enjoying it, then it absolutely is not a waste. It's something that's fantastic. and Like, you know, an addition to your life and enhancement, but what I really want is for those things to be met, those conditions, and then thirdly, for people to say, "In like, wow, that was a really badass trilogy." Not like, "Wow, that was awesome up until," like that would suck for me. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to hear those words up until. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you know <laughs> what right. I mean? Oh right? yeah. You know what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We've all experienced it with books. We've experienced it with films. So there's absolutely a definitive ending. But what's cool about it is that. um, there is a lot wide open that is, while I'm still ending the, the story, there's a lot wide open for me to build in the universe. Sort of like Mandalorian builds on Star Wars. You know, right. you could watch Mandalorian if you've never even watched a single Star Wars episode. And while you get more out of it, having read Star Wars or or uh, watched Star Wars, you can still watch a Mandalorian series, right, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to you... books... Will Double you B cry when Luke Skywalker shows up? I don't know. You'd have, <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe that was yeah. just me.
1: <laughs> maybe that was just you. I'm not
0: sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually, I really liked what you said. And I want to go back to that when you said um, about, you know, some, maybe the quality of something that you're reading might not be the best, but it's still, if, if it's, if it's working for you, it's working. Right. And I want to give a good example, I, and I've talked about this on the show recently, but I, I'm kind of going to give an update here. I've been reading. I finished the, I read the Halloween novelization from the Halloween oh. the movie. The movie Halloween okay. had a novelization right. the same year Halloween came out in '79, and the novelization is interesting because it has things that the movie doesn't, um, and you kind of don't know like whatever was actually intended. Did Carpenter? have any say you don't really know it's all kind of a mystery but but it all kind of goes back to this sort of like druid horror thing it's very interesting and that's supposedly the catalyst for michael myers doing these murders right they don't do a whole lot of that till later in the franchise but anyway i think back then probably that book would have been considered to be pretty trashy honestly you know uh but but reading it now is like an absolute delight, and I'm on to the second one. They did they did a novelization of pretty much all of them, and I'm oh, having wow. such a fun time. And you know, maybe a normal person would see, oh, the the novelization of Halloween 2. No, what? <laughs> but I am in love. It's it's not the best writing I've ever read. It's not the most interesting. I've already seen the movie too. Like I know everything. But this novelization is like scratching the itch, and it's it's doing its job for me. So. I just right. I really liked what you said about that. Yeah. And it's like, I feel better about me reading that, if that makes any sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. Listen, the 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 worst thing that anyone could ever think is I must read what other people are reading. Um, and I wish people when they would do reviews, and it, I'm not just talking about for me, but like I abhor seeing really awful reviews on anyone's work for a bunch of reasons. Number one, you're taking someone who is a creative, right? Who put blood, sweat, and tears into mm-hmm. what they have produced, whether it's, you know, a book, a TV, a, a graphic novel, what a movie, whatever. Sure. Um, and to just trash that after all of that sweat, no one sits there and does this thing. this is shit. I don't like it. And I'm not passionate about it. I mean, right. you can't do it. You cannot put those hours into it, whatever you are creating. Um, so I wish more people would say, you know what, this wasn't for me, but it doesn't mean that it, it's the fault of the creator. It's just that it wasn't a fit for me. You know, I don't like coconut. If we, if you've seen, and I know you guys have, right, Zombieland, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And Woody Harrelson's character is he Tallahassee? Oh
0: yeah. Or yeah. is it is that oh, yeah. is that his name? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he's
1: like and he's like um, snowballs. <laughs> fucking
0: snowballs remember <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: and he's like and then but then he said, he's sort of like sort of sweet right you see that soft underbelly he's like well listen i want to say it's not that i hate snowballs in particular i mean i'm okay with coconut it's just not for me it's the texture thing you know it's the <laughs> consistency
0: right exactly though right. yes let right? me ask you let me ask you something because you bring up a, another thing that's been a discussion here lately did you watch the new uh, exorcist film have you had time no. So my, my, the way that I operate
1: guys is whenever I'm like in. A, I'm always in the deadlines. Like I said, next year will be a guarantee of two books per year and I'm going to buy for three. So I'm always in the deadline, but when I'm in like an intense deadline, like I have been, and that happened with Disciple as I was getting it out for December last year. Um, it's happened with shadow Watchers Now over the past like eight weeks, I really, when I'm in that, Brain, I can't expose myself to. I have to stop reading other people's horror novels. Right. I have to stop watching horror movies. um I can watch stuff and I can read. I try to deliberately move like outside of that realm because what I don't want to do is accidentally ever like appropriate something, so, even right. on a subconscious sure.
0: level. Absolutely, you
1: know. Mm-hmm. And then someone, and then I would I would hate for someone to say. Oh, well, that's just like so-and-so. Now, if somebody reads any of my stuff and says, boy, that reminds me of something, then that to me is great because it it just means that, you know, few minds had the same thought process at some stage of creation, but it wasn't because one of them copied the other, right? It was, you know, two of us have come to the same conclusion and presented it maybe in different ways. So I won't. yes that's a good way to put it so i won't i'll deliberately like avoid all things like that so i didn't see and i can't wait so like for me when i'm done with the book and my final edits go tonight um so i can send it to press at midnight um (laughs) shadow watchers right (laughs) then tomorrow onwards not that i'm not busy i've got a lot of stuff coming up but i can actually like in my downtime i can actually move back to picking up i've i've got a few horror novels um by, like, there's one uh, was sent to me from J.B. Arnold, who's a great author. He just came out with a new one. I think it's Exit 203, if I'm, I hope I'm oh. doing his title justice. He sent me that one and just launched, you know, I'm dying to get into that, but I can't do it until after this right. is done. Sure. So completely understand. Yeah. yeah. I just I just thing? wondered,
0: because that movie's getting trashed in, in reviews. Oh, no. Uh, is it? Uh, well, and we but, did our review last, last episode, but Chris didn't like it so much. I think it's okay. Um, and a lot of people feel somewhere in between. Um, See, now, so- the
1: trailers look phenomenal to me. And again, with the whole review thing, you know, right? I'll never review something bad. I will say this wasn't for me, right? It, it didn't, like, hit the mark for me. That doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad product. Sure. Um, and again, I wish more people would take that. Damn. Absolutely. Sure. But... I think what happens is that people, a couple of things, I think that they don't, take a breath before, and the internet is not helpful with this, right? People don't take a, a breath before they just start going for the jugular absolutely. for anybody, for any reason. You can say, I like Twinkies and they can say, you're a fucking idiot. Twinkies are the worst, right? It doesn't matter how innocuous the subject, suddenly people go for it because that anonymity has created this weird, absolutely, where we don't even have to, we just go straight for, it's called an, an, an amygdala response. Yeah. Right. We go straight for that amygdala response, which is fight or flight.
0: It's easy um, to do. Right. It's easy and, to do. And,
1: right. And in most cases, on like online, it's fight, in other words, aggression and all this stuff, rather sure. than giving a just taking one beat to let our logical conscious thought processes take over. At which point you can say, you know, this person worked their asses off on the, the exorcist beginnings or whatever. Believer, right? Believer. Yeah, believer, yeah. But maybe it wasn't for me, or it missed the mark, or whatever. Rather than just trashing it, I'm
0: and with you though. I'd, I would rather hear that kind of review. I don't think there's any reason for this. This is just downright mean sometimes. <laughs> it right. sometimes and it's it's wild. It's
1: unnecessary as well. Um, I've seen a great quote, and um, I can't remember who it's attributed to, but it basically said, "Remember, you'll never be criticized." By somebody who's doing more than you.
0: Mm, interesting, and if you yeah. think about
1: it, that makes sense. Because anyone who's doing what you're doing or more has been where you're standing. They've been sure. in your shoes. And so they're not gonna just start trashing. Any any real author that's worth their salt, in my opinion. And if they want to come at me for this, then fine, so be it. Because if they do, they're exactly the people I'm talking about, proving <laughs> my point. <clears throat> right. Any real author and everyone that I know. And I am super honored to say I've gotten to know a lot of phenomenal authors recently, and, I, and I'm knowing more and more by the week, literally, and not a single one of them, not one would go after another author because they didn't like his work or whatever, because they've been there and they understand that, right. okay, it's not for me, but it doesn't mean it's trash. It means that it's not for me. I don't like Coconut, because I'm with Tallahassee, the consistency (laughs) tastes weird for me, but it's not the flavor, it's the consistency. It doesn't mean that snowballs are a terrible product, they're just not for me.
0: This episode brought to you by Snowballs. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm open to sponsorship deals. Twinkies, us too.
2: Yeah, hosts. Twinkies, call me.
0: Yeah, Yeah. little Debbie, for sure. You got my number, (laughs) little Debbie.
2: Now, I I will say, in regards to specifically that movie, I've done so much like research and study on, like the The rights of exorcism, the rights. You know, the I mean, I'm Catholic, so I mean, there was just a few things in that I really, and and I didn't trash.
0: You didn't. Your review wasn't me.
2: No, I'm just saying. Just in regards to, you know, the actors, I thought for what they had was phenomenal. I thought I understood kind of where they were going. My biggest thing is that I didn't agree. If it was if it did not have Exorcist in the front of it, I think I would have probably enjoyed the movie more.
0: Well, when you see the okay. word exorcist the Exorcist, you, you have know, certain because, expectations.
2: I mean, I, and like I said, you know, between like you know, Deliver us from evil and all the Exorcist movies and Pope's like Exorcist. The Pope's Exorcist and you right. know and and each one of those I've taken for themselves as what they are because like to compare the Pope's exorcist to the exorcist no but I joined in for that you know but it it kind of like some of the products that I have there's a certain principle that's laid down and even if you want to change it I see where people go with it and for the fact that they want to build something else I am like all for it Mm -hmm. but you know like I and said... It didn't hit the mark for you. No, no. Like no, I said, question, in all honesty, if it, if it did not have, did not promote that this was, you know, a, a direct sequel, mm-hmm. I may have enjoyed this a little bit more because there were some scenes and I, I really kind of...
1: right. Fair. So you had a, you yeah. expectations. See, and I do too. Yeah. And that's that's different from saying like, it's just trash. What you're saying yeah. is that, okay, it may not be for me, but that's because I had these expectations. Right. And for me, they weren't met. Yeah. And see, now I may very well next time. And I just saw, by the way, the post-exorcist, because if I remember, right, one of the last times we talked, I was yeah. working on yep. Disciple and said yeah. the same thing. <laughs> we like, talked I about it. Yeah. Like, I can't watch that. Don't tell me what. Because uh, right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my own. Um, and yeah, I just watched that, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But personally, it I enjoyed the Pope's Exorcist. I thought oh, it was a great we movie. We did too. Well, I, 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 remember, I remember, but it's remember not how... an Exorcist movie, no, is it? No. When it's, you were I here, thought
0: was, I thought it was tongue in cheek. Totally. When you were here, I was like, mm, I don't know if I like the Pope's Exorcist, but then I saw the movie. And I was right. like, "Oh, it's so fun! It's a fun, right. it's a yeah, fun movie. Is. There is an exorcism, but it's like a fun adventure." I was saying it's Russell almost like an adventure Crow movie. Then is drinking coffee and going around on a scooter. <laughs> uh, right, this it's, is it's amazing. Like,
1: it's like Indiana Jones meets The Exorcist. Absolutely. Right. Do you yeah. think I thought it was like that? Um, and see, if you know that going into it, then you can enjoy it more. Right. But I'm with I'm with you, um, Chris. Where I haven't seen. Exorcist believer yet, but I'm going to go into that very much with the expectation that this. See, that to me, the exorcist is gothic horror. Now, yeah. you you can be like you said, DK. You can have gothic horror that is, you know, that old school very shallow, gothic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and this and that's part part of it too. But for me, gothic horror is that dark, pervading evil right. that evasive. Sure evasive thing that um that you just can't quite pinpoint but it, you always have the chills going down your back you're always right. waiting for the other shoe to drop right that sort of dark that dark feeling all the way through it um spirit yeah yes atmospheric. and for example for me if alfred hitchcock had worked on what we would consider today horror rather than Hmm. just thrillers, right? Hmm. If he came at it from like a supernatural perspective rather than coming at it from like human fallibility perspective, Hmm. then to me, he would have been a phenomenal horror director Um, in the sense that, in the sense that we talk about horror today, as opposed to I classify him as thrillers, right? And that's because he has what they call, have you ever heard the term the MacGuffin?
0: Of course, the bomb under the chair.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, you just, it's just that constant pervasive evil, that darkness, that foreboding that is following you all the way through the novel, the film, whatever. And for me, Exorcist is that 100%. It's to me, that's gothic horror. It's supernatural. It's spiritual. It's dark. It's demonic. It makes you, it gives you goosebumps. And even if you don't believe in it, i would hope that some people might and same thing with my books i would hope that some people might be on the fence after they read if they weren't a believer beforehand thinking like you know what (laughs) that was sort of realistic like i think that that could actually maybe happen right maybe there's more to the spiritual world than i am letting on or admitting to to me that's gothic horror as opposed to just a flashy film and there's nothing wrong with those but you know that's a different kind and then you have um grady hendrix does horror but he doesn't do gothic he does Mm -hmm. that he does that like again that tongue in cheek like my best friend's exorcism and things like that right right so there's often like and that was that was a fun movie right but see it's like fun totally different yeah right and i hope that my stuff is fun um you know in the little woods we're banding back and forth between 1977 and um, 1995 right so there's a lot of fun stuff you know i'm mentioning things like fleetwood mac and uh, you know the rolling stones with you know paint it black their song and so the cool stuff that was happening in the 70s right. um, and the way that kids spoke to one another and the things that they did in the 70s um, and then same thing with the 90s and then disciple kicks off in the 90s and goes to 2005 um now we're go from well, I'm not going to say from when, but we're going to go up to 2000. Okay. I will say we'll go up to 2011 and that's where the trilogy will stop.
0: I do like that but, aspect of this, of these yeah. books for sure. The, the time, the time travel, if you want to call it that, whatever the time jumps. Right. Um, oh, well, thank you, I, yeah. I think those, that's a really neat little uh, tool that you use. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, think,
1: I think it takes you away from the reality of today, right? We've got enough <laughs> and that's, all horror and all movies, books, whatever you read. And, and you were saying, right, DK, about, um, you know, you're reading the novelization of the Halloween. Yeah. Well, again, it may not be for someone else. It doesn't mean it's trash. The fact that you're reading them is phenomenal. The fact that you're enjoying them is phenomenal because you know why? It's taking you out. Number one is taking you out of everyday life, which <laughs> is critical. The greatest thinkers in the world will – actually bow to the fact that fiction in whatever form helps them escape and come back to reality and do what they do better.
0: And I think it helps people process reality in some way, right? You can filter your reality through these fictions and come up with a truth.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, there was a study, and I think we might've mentioned this before there was a study um, after COVID that actually a scientific study that actually showed that individuals who read horror or watched it in TV and movies were better able to psychologically cope through the COVID, the intense COVID years yeah. 2020, 2021 right. because of that. Because um and it's not, I don't think people would say, oh, that's because they're desensitizing. I don't think it's that. I think what it is is coping mechanisms because you psychologically, you emotionally when you, especially, I think when you read, yeah. you are learning coping skills, your brain and your mind and your emotions, you're learning those skills, right? On um, like, how do I get through this? Like, how do I process what I'm going through right now? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important, particularly with novels, because while I love movies, absolutely, and I'm a movie junkie, I love novels for the fact that they make you use your own mind yeah. and there's nothing more terrifying than what you'll find in your own mind right <laughs> when something happens and you're imagining it it will always be more thrilling more scary darker more grotesque <laughs> whatever it's going to be right yep. Um, than what a producer could do or cgi could offer up right and that is, I think, just a fact, which is why people always say the movie was good, but what do they say? The novel
2: was better. Novel's the book better. was better. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: usually the and case. Not, yeah, right.
1: And it's because of this, right? Because they're using your 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 own imagination, and if that's the case, then it makes complete sense to me that people who engage in horror as a leisure time activity, particularly those who read it are actually learning coping skills which help them in day-to-day
0: life better yeah absolutely yeah do you think i fully agree oh i I really i know that for a fact i think yeah
2: i mean i think the biggest thing is like you know even whether it be real life or fiction understanding and like navigating trauma or right you know like you know some kind of happening in regards to like the like trauma or situation or you know even even per se fictionally with dealing with evil right you know, i think real life on top of it you know you you have a better like like you said coping skill to navigate through
1: no you're absolutely right and if you think about it let's let's use like an example <clears throat> How it, it, that there there is real truth with a capital T to what you're saying because if one reads a novel and finds one crying, laughing, startled, whatever, it's because one's read this, assimilated it, processed it, and it's elicited the appropriate, hopefully, the right. appropriate emotions. Right. There's a reason why when you read Nicholas Sparks novels and he's just the master, in my opinion, there's a reason why if you've ever read one, if not, I highly recommend them because they're not stoppy romances. They are extremely well-crafted, agent, relationship based novels that deal with drama and trauma. And that is so much of everyday life. And I don't care how big and burly you are, if you read a Nicholas Sparks novel and you don't get like a little bit of a tear at some stage during the 300 pages, then you're probably a little bit of a psycho, <laughs> because <laughs> right? honestly, because yeah. he's he's touching on such emotive topics in such a real way, and whenever your imagination then gets involved and you, the two of you are running hand in hand through this story, it becomes right. real. It becomes like you said. Um, it becomes real trauma, right? And you have to learn how to process and have how to cope with it. It's why when you close a book, sometimes you're just like, oh, I feel like I have to breathe for a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like I need Absolutely. to process all that. And yeah, and so for sure, I love that whole processing part of it. And and I think for me, that's why novels will always be scarier, more funny, more thrilling, more sad than you know you'll ever get into a into a.
0: Into a, into a movie is my opinion. It's just one of the many powers, magical powers of books, I think. Yeah, I think you're totally right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, will
2: say uh Nicholas Sparks that you mentioned him is like my wife one of my wife's favorite authors. And I have I have God. on downtime of not having a new book myself. And I annually I, I kind of picked up Christopher Lee's uh habit that the end of October into November, I read The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
0: And then you're starring oh, you several Dracula movies?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on that one. Come on, but, I would uh, love you to be
0: Dracula. Come on, imagine. I,
2: I won't say what I did in my younger years when I was overseas. What but would anyway. your Dracula
0: be? Hang on, what would your Dracula be like? Would you be more of a Gary Oldman or would you be like a Christopher Lee? Like, do you think you'd be like a creepy Ooh. old, like... Floating around kind of like, ooh, Dracula, or would you be like a would you be like more of a a passionate creature like a Gary Oldman? I would be neither.
2: What, remember oh, the old Canadian show where the vampire was he was like a night shift detective?
0: No, I don't remember that one. What was it's, it called? It you would, oh God. Why are you describing the ultimate TV show that I've never heard of?
2: It I was know, right? it was like an 80s TV show. It only did like a couple of seasons. It was a Canadian. The guy I can remember, the guy was blonde. Um, the very first pilot, they actually had Rick Springfield play the guy.
1: Oh, really? How 80s is that? <laughs> That's very 80s. That's funny, but, but I'll have
2: you. to look it up. But yeah, that would be me. So, what would be the vampire about? detective? Yeah.
1: Mm. So I'm you're you're, you're 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 the undead killer with a heart of gold. Yeah, kind of. Well, I always said
2: more of a Dexter type. So okay, you wouldn't yeah. want to
0: use your powers for good, sort of. Sort of. Like you're still murdering people, but yeah. like maybe people who deserve, deserve it more it. by exactly. their moral standards. It. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, look, I'd, I'd watch they, they your show. Did. I'd read your yeah. book. Yeah, they deserved it. Why not? So, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everybody oh knows I'd be more of a. A, a passionate lover. You and a sexual dynamo. I think the people werewolf know that on I, the bench. Yeah I, I, I know. would be seducing people left and right. And it would, I it can would be see mainly that. it would be mainly that. <laughs> yeah. um, I can see that.
1: However, I do have to say, Dustin, that you do need the coffered white yeah. oh the two, the, white bul- brains, the two Yeah. The two bulging it. the two bulging cerebrum type of like I'll get things it. that he had. No worries. <laughs> I could see it. That
0: would just be smoking. Oh, I'll rock it. I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys want to do like we have our little horror trivia? Let's why don't we hop into that unless there's something else, Chris? Let's, no, let's hop into it. Okay.
2: Well, we'll do that. And then Angie has got something special going on in a week or uh, two weeks. Why don't two, you tell uh, us I about that
1: while I why don't you tell us yeah. about that while I open this? Yeah. Okay. Well, the the first one, by the way, my Facebook readers, this is another like breaking it with you guys. Um, On this coming Saturday, so depending on when people are watching or listening to this, but Saturday the 21st of October, um, I've been invited. This is super cool. I've been invited to the Barnes & Noble in Annapolis, Maryland. They have a brand new event called Blood on the Bookshelves. And this is the first annual one, hopefully. That's a great title for it. Yeah. And um, some really amazing authors are going to be there. Probably the biggest headliner or one of them is Richard Chismar. Do you know this gentleman's name? He he wrote uh, Becoming the Boogeyman. His sequel to that just came out, Chasing the Boogeyman. Um, Gwendy's Final Task. He works with Stephen King and co- is co-written the Gwendy things, I think, okay. with him, if cool. I'm not mistaken. Very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great, great author. He's 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 going to be there. Um, Mike Stolt, a gentleman who's uh, becoming friends. I hope I can say um, who's all the way out. I think he's in Oregon. Um, he's flying all the way across the country, literally. He does the Linkville horror series of books. Uh, so Mike Stolt's going to be there. Um, just I think there's like eight of us, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, awesome. But, yeah, that's going to be this coming Saturday from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's called Blood on the Bookshelves, Barnes & Noble, Annapolis, Maryland. And that is – I'm super honored just to have been invited. So I'm excited about that. And then in two weeks' time, it's Halloween. Yep. And I have my first annual Halloween Arcanum, which I don't know if you guys know about. Do you know about the Arcanum? Yeah. I, I, uh, actually, we sh- when you
2: first came out with it, I shared it to a lot of our guys.
1: I appreciate that. I love that, thank you. Yes, I forgot. Um, I'm excited about the Arcanum. It's it's something that I may do in some form or other each year. I haven't decided that yet. We'll see how this one goes, but um, this one is specifically related to the Little Woods uh, novel. It is a three-day, two-night event It takes place in Pittsburgh and an undisclosed location, which is where the real Little Woods is. Um, It was was inspired by real events, the novel. And um, it it was held. I I deliberately said 12 people, but if anyone is a reader and they're interested in my books and they've been following me, they know that that would never truly be the case. It was always going to be 13. (laughs) 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 Ah, yes. So, <clears throat> um the the 12 chosen ones which actually became the 13 chosen because I, I knew that all along um so the 13 individuals could buy tickets and that was it closed after the 13 done d-u-n-n done is
0: that spelled right <laughs> correct yes 10 points great
1: yay <laughs> i win so um and tickets went uh, for anywhere from $666, of course, to 999. And, um, beautiful, but yeah. And I sold out within almost sold out. I think, I think I had one ticket left within two hours of releasing beautiful. it, which yeah. yeah, a few months ago. And then I sold that final one just a few days later, which I'm super excited about. So, uh, we're all going to a event. What was a, what was a real convent in Pittsburgh? I will announce now for those who don't know um, if you've come to any of my appearances or book signings this summer, you'll have heard this, but if not, then I'll announce here publicly that the convent is actually featured in shadow Watchers. Oh yeah. So yeah. So we're actually going to the convent, the all the previous convent in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that's featured in shadow Watchers. We'll be having uh, the Monday night. We're going to have, um, when everyone arrives, we're going to have a an exclusive VIP launch party for Shadow Watches. Very cool. You know, all, yes. all food, all drink included. You're going to get a copy of the book handed to you from me on Monday the thirtieth. Pizza um, party, I'll I hope. Be, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> a big party It'll be a big costume party as well. Um, everyone's going to get merch. I'm going to do a reading from the book, but again, it's awesome. just for the it's just for the thirteen chosen ones who.
0: who How cool who, is that? Bought tickets yeah, yeah really is cool thank yeah,
2: I've, you Good i've seen day. photos of where you're having everything you know almost oh, where yeah. you're having everything and it looks amazing and it, it really does the thank people you that get to go and just lucky sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it's so fun, and I'm so excited that people were as excited as I was about it, and that you are too, so thank you, because you know you never know. People might have gone like, eh, sounds sort of interesting, right. but it, it wasn't. I mean, the fact that we sold um, 12 of the 13 within two hours um, was phenomenal. And um, the next morning then, which is Halloween, we wake up. We're gonna have breakfast together in the convent and then off we go, we're, we're, we're getting ourselves into a little minivan or bus, and we're heading two hours away, a road trip to the real Little Woods. We're gonna add, I've got permission from the landowner. Um, we're gonna go to that neighborhood. They're gonna see where I grew up, which is Ian's home in the book. They're gonna see a lot of the other homes from the characters that are mentioned. We're gonna go down to the bottom of that neighborhood And we're going to park up. We're going to go down that tractor path through the field. And we're going to hang it right at at the Twin Ponds and go to the real Little Woods. I hope you don't Um, disturb
0: any ancient beings in there. Oh, I hope we do. (laughs) That would be more fun, right? That would be a would bonus.
1: Yeah. And then uh, after we jaunt through the Little Woods for a couple hours... And we're going to look for the father Oak and all these things. And, you know, I haven't been there. It's inspired by real events. Um, I haven't been there myself guys in like 40 oh, something wow. years. Yeah. 40 years. So yeah, so more than 40. So I, you know, I don't know if I'll, if I'll find the father Oak, I'm going to be just as like anxious and like <laughs> sure. on edge. I think it's as okay. anyone else. Yeah. You know, it may be more so, right. Cause I, there's parts of this is very real and, and parts are embellished. Right. Um, so And that I'll never sort of share, but yeah, that's going to be exciting. Then we're going to get back in the van. We're going to go to, uh, the tavern that is, that inspired Dempsey's or what, what is people know as Della's tavern. We're going to go have lunch at Della's tavern. Then we're making our way back to Pittsburgh and we're going to have a couple hours to chill out. And as soon as we've caught our breath, we actually have one of the most notable psychic mediums in Pittsburgh coming to the convent on Halloween night oh, at cool. the convent to do so cool. a gal- a gallery reading for us as a group where she will um, attempt to make contact with various people who have passed on, who are connected in some way to the people that are coming. And she has no way of knowing there's been no revelation. There will be no revelation. Um, even the Even the convent itself, the previous convent, don't know anyone who's coming other than myself. Right. So it's not like, yeah, right. So she can't just like go, Oh, I've researched all the people. I found the names on the list. Like there is no list. There is a list, but I have it. And only I, so my, I have it, my wife has it and that's it. Um, no one else knows. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, and then we wake up the final morning, which is what Wednesday, November 1st. We have breakfast. Mm -hmm. If we're still alive, hopefully we are. (laughs) And um, we say our goodbyes and everyone makes their way out into the world. But that'll be my first Halloween arcane. Um So I'm excited. I'm pumped to do this, I think, and spend like three days, two nights with all like some of my most hardcore readers. is going to be a blast. That's
0: awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what an experience for sure. So
2: like the attendees in their swag bags before you go to the Little Woods, they'll have a black hood, right, from the van ride. Oh.
1: Black hood, yeah, so right, yeah, the,
2: yeah. a bang black uh, bag over their head. When you get in,
1: yeah, can you imagine can you imagine <laughs> if I got a speeding ticket and that
0: was <laughs> people in the back seat? I'd be like, honestly, oh, everything's just
1: fine. Yeah. They all paid a thousand dollars to do that. Yeah, We're yeah, okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's very funny. That's very funny. That well, all right. Let's uh I have these. All right. I'm ready. I have okay. these. Uh all right. I've, I'm I've ready. Got, okay. So here we go. Okay. I have chosen ten of these cards. I didn't look at what's on them. Um, but I have 10 of these cards. So I'll ask each of you five questions. I will give you the opportunity to steal. So you may end oh. up with more than five points. So okay. AG, I'm gonna start with you. If you all don't right. have the answer or get the wrong, and they are multiple choice, by the way.
1: Okay, I hope I don't uh, embarrass myself again. But you won't.
0: No, don't worry, I, I'll embarrass myself for the both I of want it. Chris to look <laughs> terrible. So. Okay, well, hit me. Well, here you go. I'm ready. What type of animal gave birth to Damien in The Omen? Is it A, a donkey, B, a coyote, C, a jackal, or D, a goat? Oh, it was a jackal. You're damn right it was.
2: Ha, boom. Yeah, a very mm-hmm. funny
0: story about that. Uh, my wife, uh, what, about jackals giving birth to the well, Antichrist. it's funny though, that is hilarious. <laughs> isn't it funny? Yeah. It's super funny. My wife is reading, we were doing this whole like novelization thing, and there's a novelization of the omen. I and, saw uh, that. yeah, I saw that. My wife is reading that, and uh, um, did she like it or is it good? She finished or it, or yeah, it? she likes it. Um, oh, good, but the uh, the thing is, I'm like, I we were laying in bed, and she's reading, she's next to me, and I go. Oh, uh, you know, what's happening in the story? All I can remember is the guy going, his mother was a jackal. And she's like, she's like, she's like, I'm not kidding. That's the sentence I'm on. And she showed me the page, and that was there. His mother was a jackal. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, spooky. All right. Now,
1: Della Della from my books would say there's no such thing as coincidences. Yes, she would. Mm -hmm. So, what did that mean? I wonder if you had any weird visit. You you didn't realize that that night there was probably some demonic entity just Mm -hmm. hanging over your bed, watching you breathe. Probably.
2: Well, he still has a ghost in his house and he denies. I refuse
0: to admit it. Chris. Oh my gosh. Chris. Okay. In which critically acclaimed thriller do none of the leading actors ever actually speak to one another? Is it A, The Exorcist, B, The Shining, C, Rosemary's Baby, or D, Silence of the Lambs? And I'm happy to repeat the question if you want the question again. So yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like that might be confusing. Yeah. In which critically acclaimed thriller do none of the leading actors ever actually speak to one another? What do you mean, Silence of the Lambs? That's the answer that they have. But I don't. I, I was going to say that. But I I'm was going
2: to say. I know that's.
1: Yeah. yeah doesn't uh, she say, speak to hannibal through the through the glass yeah, line, and a, she does.
2: well i guess that's not directly to each other because there's glass in between
0: i I'm not don't know that I she talks right? to buffalo bill it sounded yeah bad. she
1: does and that and that that moment with with Lecter is spawn the famous finally means right yeah yeah exactly
0: and, and buffalo right, bill well. talks to himself well, but that's <laughs> right. Or the multiple personalities. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. one. I won't do the voice. I almost I won't do it. Yeah. Um, hey, I, can I just throw it in there? I did say, and I uh, did see. I mean, I'm sorry.
1: Um, I wish I could remember so I could give them credit. One of the horror groups that I follow, um, they I don't I, I don't know if they're um, paranormal investigators or what, but one of the groups I follow. And they're not like this huge, huge like entity. It's not like sort of Hollywood Corporation. I'm not sure exactly how they how this all worked out, but they were promoting that you could go to the real Buffalo Bill House that was in the in the movie. Oh, oh, oh. that that really has apparently a well. I was going to ask if act- that was there. Yeah, apparently, and the actress who played that part was going to be down in the well. What? <laughs> yeah, and, and you could meet her. Wouldn't that be? And that was happening like this this month, of course. Isn't that crazy? You could send Angel her
0: messages. Ocean. You could send yeah. her messages in a in a basket. Yeah,
1: <laughs> with a little puppy. Yeah.
0: With oh the gosh. autograph in the
1: basket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. It takes the pen and it writes it on the paper.
0: <laughs> All right, AG, back to you.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: Here who we played, go. Who played the mummy in the original 1932 film? Okay, hit me. Lon Chaney, Bela Lugosi, mm. Vincent Price, or Boris Karloff? I'm going to say Boris. You are correct.
1: Sweets. Sweet
0: that's my mummy I'm
1: paying. I, I wish i had some kind of like uh bell i
0: could ring <laughs> i should have all thought right. of that that would have been yeah good. all right all right <clears throat> i chris i think you're going to get this okay which horror film was not directed by wes craven scream mm. friday the 13th last house on the left or nightmare on elm street last house on the left A.G., would you like to guess?
1: No, God, no. No, because I was going to say the same one.
0: So, well, you're, uh, the remaining option, it doesn't hurt to guess because you could get okay. some points here. Your remaining options uh-huh. are Scream, okay. Friday the 13th, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh,
1: my God. Uh, well, is it Friday the
0: 13th? Yes, duh. Ah, uh, jeez.
1: over I
2: was overthinking it. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. overthinking it. Yeah,
0: you did okay that's that's bad and that looks bad i know i know it does i (laughs) told you already so that gives me three points you have three points currently chris has but one measly point okay all right all right and actually we're back to you uh which horror series has been alleged to be cursed with rumors surrounding the deaths of two young cast members and other mysterious events no, I know this one already. Are you, know you want me to give yeah. you the, the question? Do so I get two
1: points if I if I get it right now? Uh,
0: no. I'm going I'm to guess right
1: now. And, <laughs> okay. if get it, and if I get it right and If he gets it wrong, I
2: get three if I get it
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll give you two points. I love that. we <laughs> right. Make it for two Go points. For I'm, okay. I'm going to guess for two points. And if I'm wrong, then Chris gets two points. All right. Which would tie, tie the game. Sure. Or I can <laughs> put it away right now.
0: Yeah. All right. Is it is it poltergeist? The answer is B, poltergeist.
1: Wow! There it is. Look at that. How about that? Sorry. All right, yeah.
0: that's up to five for AG. Yeah. Wow, Chris, I'm so sorry. I, I right. told you
2: in the beginning. All right. I knew there was one I was going to um, screw up. So. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> at least. In Chris, this is for you okay. in the haunting in Connecticut. What was previously on the grounds of the house that the Campbell family rents? Is it a cemetery, a coal mine, a mortuary, or an asylum? Oh, I don't know this one.
2: What was it? What? I, it wasn't a graveyard. I think it was a mortuary.
0: That's your guess. Yeah. That's correct. Mortuary. Okay. Oh, very good. I haven't seen that one in a few years, but I remember that's that, what. And
2: that's what I. I haven't seen it I, since. Yeah. I remember five. the
0: the visual of, of there being like like mummies in the wall. Is that that movie? <clears throat> I think so. And or, there's like a lot of ectoplasm going on. Well, there? I remember I the remember. one
2: where it's coming out of the kid's mouth during the yeah. séance. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's probably it. Yep.
1: All right, Henry. We're.
0: How? What's the score now? Five to two. It is five to two. All right. Still anybody's, anybody's game. Points.
1: Let's make it for two points.
0: <laughs> we gotta go, we gotta follow the one point thing. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can't look, you've already made it. Yeah. All right. One point, AG. One point. We already conceded
2: this anyway. So,
0: in 2004's Shaun of the Dead, which of these vinyl records is not launched at Zombies <laughs> by Sean and Ed? Aren't you glad I didn't let you do two points? Uh, no, because I love this film. Oh, I love yeah. it too. Yes. A yeah. Prince yes, well, Batman. I said the other night. It's is it A Prince Batman, B New Order Blue Monday, C Sadie Diamond Life, or D Coldplay Parachutes? Oh boy, and it's not launched.
1: Which one on, is, a, is th- not launched? This is a this is a trick question. Like they could just be mentioning albums. Just there's a million albums in the world. They could just be mentioning albums. Or are are we talking about the one that they said, no, we'll keep that one? He
0: says, no, we can't throw that one. Okay. All right. Can I hear them again, please? Sure. A, Prince's Batman. Uh, B, New Order, Blue Monday. C, Sadie Diamond uh, Diamond Life. Or D, Coldplay Parachutes. And they
1: don't launch it. I'm going to say. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, was it Day? Diamond Life?
0: Is that how it's pronounced? Sade? Yes. Yeah. Sade. Sade. Okay. Well, pardon me, uh, but no, that's incorrect. Dang it. All right. Uh-uh.
1: What was the answer? Oh, well, we
0: gonna give a, well yeah. by
2: elimination, we know it wasn't Coldplay because we all would throw that record.
0: Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, have that record to begin with, but yeah. go on.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with um, the A answer
0: on one. Okay, Prince's Batman record? Yeah. Well, you're wrong as well. I but, know, and
2: it was the... Wow,
0: it was New Order? No, New it was Coldplay, you guys. Are you kidding It really me? was? Yes. Are you serious? Oh yes. Look, these wow. cards could not
1: be wrong, okay? Can I say something? I didn't even think that Coldplay had that album out yet.
0: I know Miles I didn't was, either. I wasn't I think was pretty
1: was... new, or it must have been.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, AG, back to you. Back to me. No, no, it's Chris's turn. Sorry. Right. No, that's right. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, that was a steal. In 2017, Chris, which actor played Pennywise in the remake of the horror film It? Is it Bill Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård, or Gustav Skarsgård? <laughs> Uh which of the Skarsgard dynasty played Pennywise? Bill. You think it was Bill? Yeah. That's correct. It was Bill, mm-hmm. our boy Bill. Very good. All right. He's, I mean, he's talk about boy. an
2: acting family. For real. I mean, you yeah. know, between the Northmen, Vikings, mm. this, John Wick. Right. You know.
0: Right,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Do you have
0: a favorite Skarsgard? the old man is that Stalin Stalin yeah Stalin Skarsgård yeah I like him too I like him a just lot. just
2: because uh, do you remember the movie King Arthur with Clive Owen and mm-hmm. uh he played the Viking bad guy like the head Viking in that and he's almost unrecognizable
0: I like him a lot in um isn't it girl with the dragon tattoo isn't he yeah the... yeah he's great he's so good. oh yeah yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. all right hey right, I'm I'm chomping at the bit. How many, how many questions do we have left? Two cards left. Two, left. Two cards left, All right. yep.
0: Hit me. Chris has three points. A.G. has five. In the 1984 movie Gremlins, which of the following is not one of the three three rules to follow for the creature? Okay. Is it A, no water, B, no sudden noises, C, no food after midnight, or D, no bright light? Oh, it's sudden noises, correct? You got it. Yep. Sweet. You got it. All right. So now Chris cannot. I cannot come technically back. come back from this, but I'm going to oh, give you this in any way to make you okay. feel better. Right. Make it a three point question. Oh, we won't do that. No, no, no. 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 There needs to be a winner. <laughs> <laughs> which of the okay. sc- which scary movie, Chris, had the tagline "They're here"? Do you want me to read you the? Like
2: as in. The franchise scary movie? Or no, no. Which scary actual... movie had okay. the tagline
0: there here? Is it Invasion like, of the Body Snatchers, Dawn of the Dead, Poltergeist, or it's the strangers? Poltergeist. Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. See? Should have made think... it three points. We'd be tied right now. Four to mm-hmm. six.
0: AG takes the gold medal. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> all right.
2: You know, it had me confused a little bit because there was the whole scary movie scary franchise, movie. right? and right. they could have had, like, as the, the tagline with it, too. Right.
0: So... I don't know Mm -hmm. about that silence of the lambs question. I don't. I I, yeah. Someone needs to clarify. If there's a listener who knows what they're talking about, there. I mean, I was just trying to go
2: through everything, trying to think of.
0: If you're in the Discord, please let me know in the Discord server because that would be nice. Right.
1: We didn't. We're not thinking of. No. Strange. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know what that's about. Is this going to be? Uh, is this going to be a Mandela effect?
2: <laughs> Maybe it is. It could be. Maybe we're, it we're is.
1: We're all, we're all like, yeah. Of course, she talks to him right there. We come up with the fava beans, Keontae line, and yeah. then if you watch it, it turns out that never ever happened.
0: She definitely yeah. talks to him because she's always like, yeah. <laughs> <She's> Doctor <done. laughs> Elector. Yeah, she's Hello, Doctor Elector. Yeah. So great.
1: I don't. There's no way impression.
0: that. Thank you. <laughs> I feel
1: like I'm. I'm going to look away. Do it again. <laughs> yeah
0: dr Lecter.
1: oh my god i got goosebumps i feel like i'm there
0: <laughs> thank you I, I will admit something though i think i oh. like brian cox better as um as hannibal Lecter. Okay. i think i prefer manhunter to silence of the lambs that that version of uh yeah of him right but they're both right, awesome right. i mean both those movies together are just both yeah for sure so yeah. good fantastic hmm
2: well, and Red Dragon is the continuation. Red Dragon well. is a
0: thumbs down, Chris.
2: I didn't say it was, it was great. It's a I remake of of Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. Manhunter
0: is better in all right. ways. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen Manhunter,
1: so there you go. You, you oh. both have one
0: up on me. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, excellent. 80s uh, Michael Mann. Beautiful. Uh, nice. Brian Cox is uh, Hannibal Lecter, and it's about uh, Will Graham catching... Well, Will Graham catching the Red Dragon guy. He's a yes. different kid. Right. Different, yeah. But so, yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, it's a great movie. I, I recommend it. Yeah,
1: I saw Red Dragon. I'm seen Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, um, did you talk last time we were on here or did I hear your episode that no, I was not in? Because, yes, I do actually pay attention. Awesome. you Excellent. <laughs> I'll just watch the ones that I'm in. Very happy to hear. Artist, Thank I'm you. I'm not a narcissist. Yeah. You guys talked about the movie *Nefarious*, right? I Chris liked it a I lot. I didn't see it. it.
2: I I liked it a lot.
1: I loved that movie. I, so, I, D- I, DK, you didn't like it? I haven't seen it. He hasn't seen it. I haven't watched it. Oh, dude. See, to me, well, again, though, you're you're one of those you're one of those non-believers. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> I, and that, I, and, I, and I'll admit that's why I didn't see it. Uh, so, no, just, it didn't excellent. seem like my kind of movie. Right. Oh, uh, it was. I think
1: I'm going to tell you. I think that um, two of the best movies I've seen in the genre, and I consider them both gothic, in the terms that I use, um, in the last probably couple of years, two of the best are Black Phone. Oh yeah, and, the good one. And, and Nefarious. Yeah, They're I was phenomenal really
0: surprised. Really surprised by Black Phone. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. and see for
1: me that's gothic because it's that um there's a, that spiritual, you know, if you had to say like, well, what defines Gothic for AG mock, you know, it's A some kind of spiritual supernatural element, right? Sure. Yeah um B sort of like that dark again pervading, right? Um like mm-hmm. that sense of like what's gonna happen next. The vibes. Um yeah, that vibe and and like a sort of grittiness or graininess to it that you can't necessarily let certain genetic while that you can't put your finger on, but there's like, sure. like this sort of like grainy deep, like this could be a real happening sure. and nefarious I thought was excellent at doing that. And so was black phone, but yeah, nefarious, I thought was a plus I didn't love the ending to nefarious very much. Um, for me, again, see, I'm not going to bash it. I'll just say, for me, there, it wasn't as good as right. it could have been. But I adored the movie um, to the point where I just, instead of renting it, I just I just bought the the download because I know that I'll watch it again. I thought it was superb. So You liked and it, it was, too,
2: huh? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was really good. And just the concept, it was just for, <laughs> for the majority of the movie, it was just this one-on-one interaction right? of you know, what you really right. gave you a sense of like what evil in real life, day to day, would be facing, you know, communicating with, you know, yeah, something that's
1: true evil. 100%. I agree with you. I, the fact that most of the movie is just two people talking sounds like the most boring premise ever. <laughs> um, and yeah. so I hope I don't put people off by saying that it's not at all, is it? I mean, no. Chris, if you. You, I found myself like I said to my wife, I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> honest. The writer who yeah. came up with that idea, and I, I still just because I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to look him up. Um, I'm presuming. I don't believe I've not heard of it, so I don't believe it was necessarily a novel first. I don't know if I'm uh, wrong. And
2: actually, the movie *Nefarious* itself is like a continuation of the novel itself. Oh, okay. So it's it's like a post, you know.
1: And who's the the author? Do you know his name? Steve Dace. Steve what? Dace. I can look it up. I can look it up real fast.
2: Yeah. I think maybe.
1: Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wanna and I would love to if Steve Dace was watching, I would love to connect with him. <laughs> I was so um envious, like son of a bitch. How did I not think of that? Because to yeah. me it was just the most exceptional premise. And um I thought I thought the movie did it phenomenally well. Uh
0: um, looks like there is a Book called A Nefarious Plot. Yes,
1: that's okay. it. Um
0: that's okay. So they they took it from that adapt mm-hmm. and adaptation. It inspired yeah. the film Nefarious. And yeah, it's Steve. I would say that it's maybe pronounced D's. No, De- it's DACE. Is it DACE? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah Okay. D E A C D E A C
1: E. Yeah. Okay. Dace. Interesting. Yeah. Dates. You really think it's Dace? I would say oh, I know it's Dace. Okay. <coughs> he has a yes, podcast
2: sir. that I've I've listened to once or oh, cool.
0: twice. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. well thank you for yeah. correcting
2: me.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure. I would love to connect with it. It's super um, phenomenal talent right
2: there. I I'll think say. he lives and, in Iowa, if I'm not okay. mistaken or ohio what, what else is there to do yeah <laughs> just
1: write scary
0: things yeah and any minute now Chris is I gonna be like hey,
1: hang on a minute i got his yeah. address here no 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 <laughs> that what i don't have you yeah. <laughs> know i've been hanging out there a lot on evenings yeah. after yeah. midnight
0: outside
1: he doesn't know it's okay
0: yeah. uh ag i, I want to show you something I, I actually went for a, a walk today um so so, uh, people may know i think we said this already but we had to reschedule this recording it was going to be this morning and now it's the evening we generally record in the morning so i took advantage of my afternoon and we i took the family out and we went for a walk um in a cemetery Mm. and uh i came across something and i thought how strange um and I'll just show it to you, and uh, you'll see what. Yes, please. And you're like my
1: friend AG is gonna like this.
0: All right. <clears throat> oh, look at that! See, I bumped <laughs> into that today, and I said, well, "I'm yeah. talking to
1: him later." Yeah. How funny, right? Well, not him. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Maybe. I don't know for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's true. You don't know for sure. I, I can, Damn. I can, I can put that one to rest. That I am not at rest. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: But, but that one was put to us. Yeah. It's not
1: a very common name. It's a German oh. origin name. It, it Mach would have in German been um M-A, like when you go Mach five, it would have been like right. M-A-C-H. Right. And then in some cases M-O-C-H, and then it changed it. Americanized M O C K. Not oh. very common though. It's Germanic. Oh, uh, that's see why
0: it. it popped right out of me. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's so strange. <laughs> that's and it happened you to see? me today. today and only because
1: i had to be a jerk and postpone and and
0: i would not have seen it had you not done that so there's no such thing as coincidence Coincidence. there's a reason for that right there's a reason why you saw that it was like hey there you go i believe in that yeah that's cool cool. i'm glad you shared that yeah absolutely (laughs) did you tell your wife and she was like that's weird or was she like whatever she no she 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 was like oh interesting she's more of a believer in these things than i am so okay um, you know she's into ghosts and uh, spirits and things she's been reading a ton of hans holzer books okay yeah hans holzer yeah you by the way justin would be the epitome of a like the
1: perfect horror protagonist because you're the non-believer who is articulate you're willing to go out there and You have an open mind, but you just, you just haven't been convinced yet. That's me. You're like that. You're like that perfect character that I just want to put into a book and convince the (laughs) shit out of.
0: (laughs) I'll license this. That's fine. You can have it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, if you, if you heard of, um, he's deceased, now Stanley, one of Britain's greatest horror authors is James Herbert. Have you heard of this gentleman? Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal writer. Having lived in the UK for many, many years, uh, there was a a time when I sort of went off Stephen King's stuff. I love early King. I have to be honest and say that I haven't had the opportunity to read a lot of newer King. I did read Later, which came out I think about two years ago from him. I just haven't had a lot of time to read newer stuff. Um, And I'll be honest, there's, you know, so many amazing thriller, horror authors out there. I really would prefer to spread my wings. and That's just me. But I do love early King stuff. And when I went to England when I was young and ended up living there for 13 years, that magical 13 number, I mm-hmm. had discovered this author called James Herbert and yeah. completely different from King. Um, I would say like a more mature version of the way that king writes um some people might say he's like more dry or not as scary perhaps and i think all of that could be true again it depends on your taste right Certainly. but i i adore james herbert's writings he did the favorite cottage yeah um, i love i have i have the magic cottage um sepulcher um i haven't read rats but people tell me that they absolutely love it um haunted is another one the ghosts of Sleeth. Yeah. And he's very British. He uh, just, I just love the writing. If you sort of think Agatha Christie and Stephen King have a baby, it's (laughs) James, it's James Herbert. He has that sort of, that sort of melding of vibes. Um, But he has a phenomenal character that recurs through many of his books um, called David Ash. And Ash is a, an employee at the Institute of Psychical Research, this, you know, mm-hmm. this fictional research society in England that's a, a corporation, mm-hmm. and they do professional ghost busting, you know, um, trying to put pay to, you know, is it really a ghost? Is it demonic? Is right. it just you know noisy pipes? But he is he is you. You would you would be that character, right? <laughs> He's James Herbert deliberately wrote him. It, it could instead of uh, David Ash, it could be, you know, Dustin is it Kreft? Is that how you pronounce it? yes. Yeah, see? Um, because he's that intelligent, open-minded skeptic who puts himself out there on behalf of the Institute to to investigate all these things. He knows full well that it's always going to be, you know, a air bubble in a pipe somewhere making the, the bumpy noises upstairs sure. in the attic. He knows that for a fact, as far as he's concerned, but he does have 1% of his mind open to the possibility that it could be something else. And of course, you know, what happens, he ends up coming across the 1% and eventually, you know, becomes more and more of a believer, but yeah, he's that really, that really hardcore skeptic. And because of that, he's a great character. He
0: would be that character. That's so cool.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. Why don't, why don't you believe,
0: uh, uh, boy, yeah, that's a huge question. Or
1: or to, or to <laughs> what extent don't you believe? Because I think it's like a grading scale. So, for example, would you say you don't believe in anything supernatural or you believe in maybe spirits and ghosts and things mm. like that, but you don't necessarily believe in demons?
0: For me, it's pretty much blanket. N- none of really? it's for me. None of it's for me. No, I love the stuff. <laughs> It's my favorite. I'm wearing an exorcist t-shirt. I love this stuff. Right. right? I really do. It's my most, it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite genre, horror, all this kind of thing. But no, I just can't, uh, I can't say that I've ever had an experience that made me go. That's it for sure. Really? Nothing. No. Interesting. See,
2: I was going to say, if that's his character, I'm more Winston Zedmore from uh, Ghostbusters. Because I've seen (laughs) shit that'll turn you white.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> well <clears throat> I'm I'm sort of with you both I'm definitely a believer for sure I am however always a skeptic first because and, and here's why not because I want to disprove it because I don't believe in it mm-hmm. but actually converse to that because I actually do very much believe yeah. and what I don't want is for a charlatan to make a sham or a mockery of my belief set. Right. So if that I'm, makes I'm, sense. I'm I totally that.
2: in in sync with that
1: with you. Right. So uh, when somebody not... says, yeah, so someone says like, okay, Chris, they say like, I don't know, um, out of the blue, they just say some, you know, that you pay her 20 bucks and she says, I just saw your dead grandma. And she says this and she's wearing, she's wearing lilac or lavender. And yeah right but nothing tangible you know it could be that she's just trying to get 20 bucks out of you right (laughs) i'll I'll always go with that skeptical objective views viewpoint perspective i think first yeah but i'm also open-minded completely because i know it's real and i just want to make sure that the person i'm talking to is legit they're not like a charlatan trying to take me for a ride because to me that would just that just pisses me off because i've experienced too much and I have to either A, be insane, or literally, or <laughs> B, there's something out there that I've experienced.
0: Could be and a little bit of both. It could be both.
1: <laughs> if you, I've decided recently that, again, I'm with like a big part of Della's character is me. You know, she has that, you know, belief that that she's spiritual. You know, there's no such thing as coincidences. A, a lot of that comes from my own standpoint on things uh the Della character in the books and um i do believe there's no such thing as coincidence i do believe literally there's no, there's a reason why you saw that yeah, right sure. that, that mock the, the reason why i i know the reason why i had to postpone until this evening mm-hmm. you know why because i'm working on you know the final edits of the book um but who knows if, if the reason that i'm slightly behind Today and had to postpone is because you were supposed to see that and may, and who knows why right to me I can't sure. tell you necessarily why but maybe it will come
0: to light you know in due time absolutely and, and you know I can't say I have any answers uh, at all so right sure uh, yeah I, I totally I I respect everything you guys are saying absolutely yeah but it's okay if you you know if you don't believe it what will happen though is. And I've had people in my life who've been very
1: close to me who are absolute non-believers. That's just all silliness, and it's all in your head, and all that. And until I right, match in the face. It's it's, that it's, one it's, thing. Until yeah, until that one thing, and then they're like, well, okay. And suddenly it, it's the it's a completely different lens. And when you start True. looking through things from a different lens, sometimes it's amazing what you see.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, so, absolutely. I'll
1: leave. I'll leave my. I'll leave. I'm going to drop the mic on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to do it. It's yeah. a good place to yeah, do for it for sure.
1: I appreciate you guys so much. I have to run. I I apologize. Sure. For you. No, I, I've, no, I've, no, that's a great place to yeah. end. What it's um, nine thirty our time when yeah. we record this in the Eastern sure. Seaboard. I have two and a half hours to get something to the printer, so I don't want to have to blame
0: you guys for. well we sincerely appreciate you coming on and and sharing your time with us and uh you know it's every time you're here it's a treat thanks for stopping by uh Um,
1: you know what i couldn't i couldn't reflect that even more myself i love talking to you guys it's a blast so please i i want to be the october guy like i don't care how big you know anything ever blows up in a positive way. Sure. I want to be a,
0: awesome. I want to be that October guy because this well, is uh, once more, please tell people uh where they can get what they can get uh yeah. and when they can do it. Yep. Oh thank you. Yeah absolutely. So um book one, two, and three of the new
1: Apocrypha th- uh, trilogy, which is part of the gothic horror universe uh, that I'm writing. Um, book one is the little woods, book two is Disciple, book three is Shadow Watchers. The Little Woods and Disciple are out now. Shadow Watch's release is October 31st, so just right around the corner. You can get them um, first and foremost on Amazon. You can get them from your local bookstore. You can just go online and type them. You'll get them in. I mean, they're available worldwide. So, yeah, for sure. I would love, and I'll be in Annapolis, Maryland next Saturday, um, October 21st. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and if you're into horror and you're anywhere within you know an hour's drive of annapolis maryland i would highly recommend it because not just me but you know more importantly you have people like richard chismar and other huge authors there um i think eight of us total so if you want to get like your horror novel fixed all in one go and see eight pretty cool writers and get books and get them signed and get and you know, I'm going to have some free merch I'm giving away. And I think Chismar is too. Then just pull up to the Barnes and Nobles in Annapolis, Maryland, next Saturday, the 21st. Excellent.
0: Uh, one more question. Can can people pre-order the new one or is it still not up yet? Yes, you can pre-order Shadow Watches on Kindle. Okay. Um, the paperback, which
1: comes out on the same day, October 31st, it will drop at 12.01. Um the morning of october 31st which is what tuesday morning right so when we're in our halloween arcanum um overnight as we're sleeping it will drop you can order it immediately and then some people will get it within a day or two depending on where you are in the country once you order it or you can order it from barnes and noble or any other bookstore from 1201 but the pre-order is only on the kindle on amazon Okay. It is a special price though until tomorrow, which is depending on when people see this. Right. Monday, what's tomorrow's date? The 16th. Monday night, the 16th. The Kindle goes back to regular price. Right now, it's $3.99.
0: Okay, I'll so link that in the they, description. So if people want yeah. that, uh, I'll put a link there so people yeah. can go ahead and, and pre-order that. Uh, they, they can pre-order.
1: It. Yeah. It's like 40% off and it'll go back up. Um, like I said, tomorrow, I think, uh, late night. I can't remember when they have it planned for. Okay. It goes back to the, the $6 price.
0: But yeah, for sure. Thanks. I appreciate awesome. it, guys. Thanks for being with us thank you guys we'll definitely
2: have you back when you got your got all this done and next year when you're getting ready for your your next uh of bi-yearly uh novels hell yeah
1: look for spring early summer for number one first standalone by the way it won't be connected to the little woods at all and it's an exciting one we'll launch that sometime when we talk later but yeah i'll I'll look forward to it See ya. All right, guys.
0: We'll see you guys. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Happy Halloween. Yeah, you too. Bye. (laughs) Bye.